the Yak Legion Podcast, and the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Podcast are sponsored by the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. You can reach them at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Strictly Sail in Blue Ash, Ohio. Reach out to Brian for all your Hobie needs at 513-984-1907. And American Tackle Company. You can find them at americantackle.us. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Yak Legion's new show called On the Water's Edge. Now, this show has been kind of mis- a kind of a mystery here recently. I hadn't really given away uh, too many details about it, but um, it's going to be centered around fishing. That's it. Just general fishing. Just going to be some fishermen, some fisher ladies, you know, some average Joes, average gins. We're all going to come together, and we're just going to talk fishing. You know, it's real laid back. Maybe you get some information out of this. Maybe you get a few laughs. But we're going to meet some interesting people, some fishing fishermen from around our area. Uh, I have two of them here with me today. I have Christian Highfield. Hey, he's a Hobie up? guy, man. He's got, what, a Hobie Outback, a Hobie PA, and he's got a bass boat. Yep. So he's just now jumping from getting out of the kayaks a little bit, going into the bass boat world. Ooh. I mean, yes and no. There's always a part of me that will always love kayaks, and that's definitely my number one choice over everything. Wow. I like to hear that, man. Hey, Zach, you know something, though. What Christian's found out is that he's up there in his kayak, and he's going, wait a minute. I know I can get my bass boat up here. (laughs) Uh, i know i I mean up here (laughs) i've I've snuck my uh hobie i've snuck that thing into four to six inches of water in these little backwaters but i mean i took my boat the other day i was in six inches to a foot of water somehow squeezing through so i'm surprised how shallow that thing can get well let me ask you this This is the first time that you've had a bass boat or you have experience with one coming from a kayak or did you start out in a bass boat um, actually I, I had a little John boat, a 14 foot John boat. I did a, a bass boat conversion like that whole tiny boat nation page, um, on Facebook. I had that back when I first turned 16 and, uh, my dad always told me when I got it, he's like, Hey, he's like, you're 16. I don't want you driving a trailer yet. He's like, if you sell that thing, make some money off of it. He's like, buy a kayak. He's like, take it wherever you want, whatever you want. So I took it to a local pond once, sold it. And then I got, I was into kayak fishing ever since, and I just got another boat this year, and I still just love go kayak fishing anyway, so. Nice. nice. Oh, yeah. So we have Johnny here. This man really needs no introduction. He's uh, not a, he's definitely not a stranger to Yak Legion. He has his own podcast called uh, John Graves Kayak Fishing. Uh, you can listen that listen to that on Podbean, and on Anchor, and Apple I, uh, Apple Podcast, and Spotify, and your grandmother's radio. Maybe it'll be one of them old CB radios you see in the trucks. The truck drivers use. Man, you might be able to eastbound and down. Too. Eastbound hey, and down, loaded hey. up and trucking. We going to do what they say can't be done. <laughs> You know, we could all go through that song right now. Yeah. You know, we could. Yeah, classic. It's like part of the DNA. It's part of our DNA. But yeah, it's cool to be here, man. I appreciate the invite, Zach. It's always fun to be on the Yak Legion podcast. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. I'm excited. I'm just hanging out in the tack room. I'm just 
not much going on me and the old gray barn cat yep me too zach i really appreciate the invite to be on yak legion today yeah so looking forward man. to it thank you it's huge you. man you're doing really well <laughs> with your podcast yeah i appreciate I, it man yeah you're doing really well i mean you got a great voice i think for for uh listening to and uh you're you're humble and you're sincere and you just really ask really good honest just basic questions there's somebody that like like me who i've just been in you know kayak bass fishing for about three years now so it's it's really easy for me to listen to how you ask questions i guess is what i'm trying to say but i enjoy it i just ask questions away you know ask the things that i would want to ask um because yep. i'm learning too we're all learning i think you're learning you're as a fisherman you're learning every day and um that's why me and uh brad originally started the podcast because you know we wanted everybody else to learn with us man why not just keep all that knowledge to ourselves and with the power of the internet man we could spread knowledge to the masses and yep. uh it's a really powerful thing, man. I really enjoy doing the podcast. I've come a long way. Um, recently, we've introduced Brian as the new co-host, Brian Bo Smith. Uh, me and him have been working together. He's been doing a real good job. Uh, we actually just got done recording an episode of the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Podcast with Ken Morris. And that was a good episode because um, um, he's on Paddle uh, Wild Waters. Yeah, back on Wild Waters podcast. And um, he's a pretty interesting guy, man. He's definitely skilled at podcasting, <laughs> and he can definitely talk in depth and go into every question. He answered all my questions really well, right. and um, it was awesome, man. I, I definitely like talking to him. Um, so I know Johnny, man. Always see you out there in that sup cat, man. That thing is awesome. Yeah, I, I, just I, like <laughs> I know it is that awesome. It is really. I mean, I when I first laid eyes on that thing down at in iCast is when I first saw it. I had just, um, you know, it, it was really an interesting because it was right around that time, a few months prior to that, prior to iCast, which was in July. Um, a few months prior to that, the 360 uh, Blue Sky Works started to work its way into the, the kayak bass fishing community that I saw. And I certainly had not seen any of them in a, a tournament set up yet. And obviously it's not a kayak, but where does that conversation leave the kayak community? Is that a kayak? Is it acceptable as a watercraft? It's plastic molded, just like the kayaks we got now. They're not traditionally made out of wheel you know whale bone and seal skins and stuff like that it's definitely a pontoon almost stand-up paddle type of thing i'm talking about the 360 blue sky and then jason ricketts you know was almost like uh, uh what's his name george emmett in 1896 the first hockey player the goalie that showed up in pads cricket pads and they all laughed at him you know, but he just didn't, he didn't want to get hit with the puck anymore. So they made fun of him, but he revolutionized the sport of hockey. Now look at the goalie. So I was in a way looking at Jason Ricketts, like in a way, all of a sudden our area, George Emmett, that just showed up in this 360 blue sky pontoon boat and entered a kayak bass fishing tournament and put it in one. And, and I saw everybody there was really totally digging it and they were riding it. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, is this? This is it, man. It's going into a whole new thing 
for kayak bass fishing. And then with that on my mind, as I walked around ICAST, I laid eyes on the, uh, the new product, a showcase. They had a Subcat 10 um, stand-up paddle that looked very similar in design as the 360 Blue Sky work, but the 360 swivel seat, two pontoons, but these are inflatable, has an aluminum cross member that holds it together, basically, and then one that runs right down the middle of it so you can hold a electric motor and and so now all of a sudden you have electric powered pontoon boat is that a kayak no but it's legal now as in the kbf in the hobie bass open series is a, a a legit watercraft to use it might not be their choice but they're allowing it so it's a whole new era and so that's that's then that made sense when i saw the subcat 10 and as i talked to uh cecil hogue the the owner of uh, Sea Eagle and the gentleman who designed the boat, um, he was very gracious and sending me one like a couple days after I got home from ICAST. And I put that thing together in 12 minutes <laughs> and I had it in the pond that's here at the ranch. And it was unbelievable, the stability. It holds 450 pounds. It weighs 42. Oh, you wow. can, you can deflate it on site you could fold it up and you can put it in the back of your subaru go on down the road you get there it takes maybe realistically 20 minutes for somebody uh, once they got it down probably 15 20 minutes comfortably to get all your fishing gear on it and ready to go uh early in the morning but i leave mine put together i put it on the back of the the truck and i am literally with the cat wheels on that thing unloaded off my truck got my gear on it, rolling down to the dock. I roll into the water. I jump on that subcat. I turn that electric motor on. I back up out of the dock. I lift up my cat wheels, put them upright, and I am in fishing spots that I almost in minutes where it would have taken me 20, 25, 30 minutes to get there in my wilderness system or the Hobie Pro Angler 14. So that's a huge benefit for me. And yes, I'm taking that down to Lake Gunnersville, to, to, especially for the pre-fishing, you know, uh, those two days. But it's it's $1,100 watercraft. Yeah. Why? I mean, you know what? You, you, you're hard, hard to find a kayak out there, a good fishing, angling, capable kayak with good cockpit space put together that tracks well. That's capable of having an electric motor on it for 1100 bucks. I agree. They're hard to find. And so that's what's really cool about this Subcat 10. And for somebody that's got bad knees, bad, I got horrible shoulders right now, man. I was just talking to the doctor down to VA, man. He's the one who said they sound like aluminum foil. And so when I'm in my kayak, I'm in those very uncomfortable, whoop, uncomfortable uh, casting positions. And it just tears up my shoulders. But with that 360, just like the blue blue sky work, but it has a 360 seat on and on that subcat, I can just stay in that target zone and comfortable. And the and one of the reasons I found this out, you snap we snap a lot of rods as kayak bass fishermen. We snap a lot of them, unlike the, the guys in the boats. Guys in the boats got the correct angle on the load on those rods. You know, and they're using a big part of the rod to bring this fish up. Man, we're at those extreme angles and we're holding those arms up and that tip's just bent down, you know, 
we break a lot of rods. The nice thing about being upright in that subcat is I'm not, I'm not, I'm just letting the rod do all of the work and the casting and the catching. It's doing what it's supposed to do. It's a absolutely wonderful, wonderful watercraft. And I'm kind of torn, to be honest with you, to actually use it at the Hobie Bass Open Series. Uh, AJ uh, gave me the green flag to do it. But I don't know. I'm kind of torn because I love my Hobie Pro Angler. And I love my wilderness, you know, systems kayak. That would probably be the preferred one. It's a lot of grass down there. Yeah. Uh, which one operates better in the grass? And, well, to be honest with you, it'd be the Subcat 10. Yeah. That thing floats in an inch of water. It would just skate across grass. I could get, I could park this up right on those grass lines. Just I could park on the grass and let the grass hold me right there if the wind wasn't too bad because it is. I shoot, I can drop anchor. And I can yeah. just fish that grass line right there. Mm, 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 mm. Throw swim baits through there. Oh my gosh! So I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, I definitely love to see uh, what you go with, man. Um, they're definitely interesting. I know that the same company makes an inflatable bass boat. Yeah, sixteen foot. Oh wow! Yeah, and, and it's that, sweet. I was looking at yours when I was at your ranch the other day. And, man, that material they make the inflatable pontoons with, I mean, that is a solid material, man. Because yeah. my biggest worry is you spend that much money on a 16-foot freaking bass boat with that same material. Is it going to hold up to stumps? Is it going to hold up to hitting a tree branch? And are you going to go, you know, lose air in the middle of the lake? But, Dom, man, that material is pretty hardcore for sure. It's, it's very similar to your, you know, your, uh, you know, your typical rafting guide company yeah. you know eight man raft it's it's made the same material i, I was just talking to uh, uh, a gentleman today about the durability of it i would trust this thing if i was traveling down the road doing 90 miles an hour and that yeah. thing lifted up out of the back of my pickup truck oh. the plastic seat would probably be damaged and broke yeah. i doubt if anything would happen to the pontoons on that thing it would roll and bounce and scrape but it's it is that tough. It really is. And I've bounced a couple big old whopper ploppers off of it, man. You get them things oh, stuck, wow. and all of a sudden you load up on one that comes firing back at you like a 50 caliber musket ball. <laughs> bounces off the hull of that thing. and But it's it's done really well. I Be careful it, with the whopper ploppers, man. Them things are dangerous. You see injuries <laughs> online all the time. Yeah. I still oh, love to throw them, but something else man so chris right. man what you you're into you got the hobies man you're big you know you're into kayak fishing what made you transition to getting a bass boat so actually what really made me start this spring is uh i was just driving down an old country road and i found an old ranger aztec fishing ski for 300 bucks everything worked on it i'm like yeah i'm like let's give it a try i mean it's just an easy way to make some money so i bought it at first i <laughs> built i took out all the seats on the front built my own bass um like deck on it for storage and i mean i fished out of that thing for a solid month had an amazing offer for it sold it and after that once i sold it i fished out of my hobies for a while and i started to think i'm like man i'm like i do love kayak fishing but there is something nice about just keeping everything in your boat and just grabbing a boat real quick and just taking off to the lake and i mean especially like when you're uh <clears throat> When you're into the like the kayak fishing like what we are where you have so much gear with you and it, it 
uh, originally it only took like five minutes to unload a kayak and throw it into the um, lake. But now I find myself spending like, well, you said 20 minutes ish to load all your gear into your kayaks. Once you get there, um, I did buy a trailer here this summer or spring, which really helped a lot with the unload time. I think we might have lost Christian there. <laughs> Water and taking off. There he is. There he is. But there's nothing as just natural and just so nothing where you can just be one with nature as kayak fishing. That's for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, man. it's a special feeling being there close down, close to the water, and man, hearing the birds and the bees and the apple trees, yep. man, it's awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. My favorite thing in the world, man. So I know you have a YouTube channel too, and uh, you got a decent following on there. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I've got uh, my channel is called OPH Outdoors. Um, I've had. This summer, I've grown the most. I mean, I, I don't have, like, a huge amount of followers. I started with, like, 50, 50 subscribers this spring because I haven't taken it uh, too seriously up until now. And yeah. now I at least try to come out with one video a week, which it's usually on Tuesdays. It's the Tackle Tip Tuesdays I do just because I've seen a lot of people lately just post on all these pages on Facebook I'm on. Being like, hey, uh, what rods and reels do you use for this lure? What baits do you like throwing at this time of year? Oh, here's a certain scenario. What would you throw? And I figured, I'm like, if I can at least just help a few people out with these videos, I would love to do that. So every Tuesday, I just do that Tackle Tip Tuesday, and I do some fishing. I just do whatever fishing I do throughout the week. If I happen to catch some fish here or there, if I have a chance to get out, I'll just make videos out of that. But that's mainly what I just do it for is to help other anglers uh, just learn more about fishing and help them maybe to improve their game. Wow, man. So, same here. We're all about that, man, helping the fishermen. Yep. And I know that's important, being consistent, getting that out like you do on every Tuesday, like we do on Yak Legion, like with podcasting yep. or YouTubing or um, any kind of entertainment media. Um, definitely being consistent is key. And yep. uh, I know we're working on subscribers over at Yak Legion Podcast. Uh, we've just really just reposted the podcast video over there. But then we did that, um, the Super Soaker Wars event. And yeah, I posted I on, that. on there. And uh, we had a lot of fun with that, man. It was it got a little crazy, but uh, it's uh, it was definitely a fun time, man. We're goofing around on the water. But um, so, man, what... What kind of fishing have you all done lately, man? You catch any big fish here recently, Christian? Um, recently I haven't, I haven't had, or I haven't been out too much. Um, I've just been for the past month. I bought my boat a, about a month ago, and I've been going back and forth about getting the titles because it was on a lean when I bought it. And I just started school three weeks ago, so I mean I haven't had too much time to get out on the lake either. Uh, before that, I mean I fished a little bit this summer. Um, didn't have too much luck. I've been up to Adlam Creek a few times this summer, early summer. I mean, I went out one day and it was the best fishing day I've had in my entire life. Caught about 35 fish, a few four pounders. Wow. And then, uh, and what location was that? Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I caught a 28 inch, uh, or no, 25 inch walleye out of there too, which was crazy. Wow. I mean, out I've never Lump? really caught walleye before. Out of uh, Lump Creek? Yeah. Wow. But, I mean, other than that, that's definitely – I mean, I haven't done too much other fishing than that. I mean, I went up there probably, I don't know, every week there for about five, six weeks. And I've just tried to get out there. But 
Yeah, I haven't had much luck anywhere else. I fished uh, the local reservoir near me, and I caught one or two bass there this summer, but it's not really a good fishery. Awful home lake, so. Mm. Nice, man. Now, now, Johnny, you've caught some, several nice bass this year. Um, we'll go into them a little bit. I know I got me a big far, uh, farm pond bass not too long ago. I like the farm pond bass here at the ranch are greats. You know, those are like stunt fish. Yeah. You know, I could just use this like stunt. Who's going to, who's going to volunteer today to be on video. (laughs) So that's always a lot of fun around here and stuff. But no, I've, I've, I've been, I've been in some really unique spots this year and uh, you know, the tournaments went really well at the beginning of the year for me. And uh, I got the, you know, did got in the KBF um, national championship for next year. So I'm excited about that. I had no idea that it was a KBF qualifying event. Um, I was, I just had a good fish. It was up there at Cowan. I know Cowan really well. I feel comfortable there. Um, I'm always consistent when I'm fishing that. I know I will go there and catch fish at Cowan at some point in the day. So I like that. It, I like that for the videos and, I like going up there and doing the podcast. I really found out that to myself that discovered myself that I enjoy doing the social media really more than the tournament fishing. So <laughs> I didn't do as much at tournament fishing. I just enjoyed going out and fishing. So yeah. um, on the first fishing trip with the subcat, uh, just around Williamsburg, Ohio, there at East Fork, I yeah. was in literally eight inches of water with that subcat just scooted right across the current and uh, parked up on the other side, put that pontoon just easily laid it right up on top of a, of a boulder there. And I was able to stand up. I, that was really the first time I actually stood up on that thing, felt pretty comfortable. And up ahead of me was this rock. And I was like, man, there's a big small mouth behind that rock. I know there is, there has to be, it'd be it, where if I was a small mouth, that's where I'd be. So, boom, I threw a, uh, a tube popper, a popping tube. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. It's a really unique little, it's a Bass Pro Shop item, but it's a, uh, it's a tube, but it's placed onto a, a popper head with a treble hook. And uh, it's the first time I used it. Uh, it's a black head with a white tube body. I threw that thing out right in front of that rock and it started floating down. It wasn't a rock, though, man. It was a massive fish, and it just exploded on this, and it literally scared the death out of me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Didn't have my net on me. Didn't think, you know, I'm just out there having fun. So I'm bringing this thing up. Now I'm on the subcat for the first time, and I'm bringing a very big fish up onto it for the first time, and I realized that it was a, uh, you know, an actual uh, bass. I brought that up and I realized it was a big bass, but nice 21 and a half inch bass probably weighed five pounds or so. Um, one eye missing, you know, just a war veteran, huh? <laughs> we called her old Betty, man. And she was just beautiful fish. In fact, you can go on John Marion Graves on my Facebook page there. And I got the video on that, but it's, yeah, it was a beautiful fish. And then, a short time later hitting down the lake chickamauga and literally like her twin sister old letty same mm-hmm. type of fish 21 and a half inches uh long uh, just around five pounds or so missing one eye you know just a survivor all these scars missing chunks of the fins but 
So very unique fish like that. Pretty consistent. You know, I got a thing for 13 inch bass, man. I can catch them all day long. I'm having a real hard time busting that 16 inch mark, man, because I, you know, I can get down to the, in the top 10 consistently in my tournaments now here in the area. And I feel comfortable around there. I I have in my head that I'm going to be there anyway. Uh, but damn it, you, you, even in Southwestern Ohio, you're not going to bust the top three unless you can consistently bring in 18 or a 19 inch bass in one of those. And then, then a couple 16 inch bass, but, uh, I can't, man, I have a thing for 13 inch bass, man. And I'm sure it's where (laughs) I fish and how I fish a lot. Uh, so I'm trying to break those old habits and get into some deeper waters uh, looking for some more of them big, huge, just alpha schools of big bass. And, and, you know, I love crankbaits. I got a crankbait addiction, man. I mean, it's, uh, I got an addiction to crankbaits, you know. That's why they call you crankbait Johnny, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, but it's been a good year. It's been a good year, but it's not over yet. So I'm looking forward to Gunnersville, the Hobie Bass Open Series here in a couple weeks. Um, man, for a Christian, for someone like you, man, I'm telling you, it, it's, and I was just thinking about this today, Zach, I know you're thinking about, you know, going down there and stuff. And, and I hope you do are able to make the trip down there and do some pre-fishing and stuff with us. Um, it, for 200 bucks, you enter this thing. Okay. Yeah. Number one for 200 bucks, just to have the chance. And most likely this chance will happen. There's a, this will happen. You're going to probably cast, catch at least one personal best fish mm-hmm. in Lake Gunnersville. And that, to me, is worth 200 bucks, man. Oh, yeah. But in Gunnersville, there's a good chance during this time of the year along those grass lines with those swim baits that you're not going to catch one or two or three. You're going to catch a limit of personal best bass down there. And that that is worth 200 bucks to me. Oh, so yeah. just that alone is cool. And then they got great uh raffles man even if you like i i got disqualified the last hobie bass open series you know i like to be an outlaw i got disqualified <laughs> but it was because i was late not because i was cheating or anything but yeah. it was great i i was like sick i was like sitting in the parking lot i got there early literally 30 minutes prior to the time being no more 3 30 was the time i was there at three o'clock in the parking lot but nobody was around so I sat there for like 20 minutes doing a podcast in the truck of my car or the cab of my truck. And uh, nobody's pulling up. And I'm thinking I had the wrong spot. And then all of a sudden, Eric Siddiqui, the boy wonder, he pulls up and he walks into the doors and opens them up. I'm saying, oh, man, it is open. So I race up there. But I race up there six minutes late at 3:36. OK, so I'm talking to Michael from uh, Eye Angler. And he goes, oh, man, you're six minutes late, man. I have, man, you're going to have to talk to AJ. And I said, OK. So I walked over to AJ and uh, I said, hey, AJ, listen, man, I got my uh, submissions here. I had three of them. Think about this in a minute. I'll explain why that's so funny. So I had three fish I wanted to submit. It's all I caught. Right. Pitiful little fish. Right. And uh, he looks at me. He goes, well, you're, you're like six minutes late. And he just slowly closes his laptop. Oh. And just looks up at me and he just, no, it ain't going to work, man. So, so I walked out going, oh, man. But the funny thing about me catching three fish and wanting to submit those, Christine Fisher was catching three fish every 10 minutes. 
<laughs> she was on fire, man. She, she caught fire. She caught 170 fish in one day, like 140 fish the next day. And she was moving to multiple places. Who in the world does that? Yeah. That girl right there is a freaking awesome. superstar, man. She's I've a been, superstar. I've been following her all summer. And wow. Man, she's constantly catching monster bass. I don't know yeah. what she does. I don't know. She's a freak of nature I, when it comes to catching fish. I think she's part mermaid. I yeah. literally do, man. I think she's like sticks her head underneath the water and sings like Disney songs to these fish. And they all just come flocking to her. She actually, she listens to Yak Legion sometimes. And uh, I talked to her and I actually got her on the show. And, <clears throat> excuse me. But she was going through the mountains, man. She was on her way out to Nevada, and she was going to spend, like, the whole week out there with her friends fishing. And, man, she kept going through these tunnels and up over the mountain. And, uh, man, I kept losing service with her. Like, every question, I was losing service with her. And uh, I'm like, man, I apologize. She's like, no, it's me because, you know, I'm going through the mountains here. We just keep losing service. And I, unfortunately, I was not able to use any of that audio, man. I was really yeah. bummed out because I find, you know, she's a busy gal. I finally got her to come yeah. up with me and have a conversation. And man, sweet girl, man, very yeah. nice, very nice woman. Um, she, you know, she don't make you feel like she's above you or anything. I mean, she's real level-headed, uh, real down-to-earth lady. Yeah, she's she's the killer, man. So, you know, again, that's that's another plus of just entering with 200 bucks. So you yeah. get the fish with Christine Fisher. You get the fish with Eric Siddiqui, people like Gert, yeah. you know, uh, Kurt Smits. I mean, and there's uh, Ron, there Ron Champion. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the patent of kayak bass fishing. But there's a lot of there's a lot of great fishermen, uh, you know, that are in that event. And it is yeah. well worth it to uh, do it. So. I'm looking forward to it. So that, gonna, that's probably be the last. Well, and then we got the uh, Cowan Lake tournament coming up at the end of this yeah. uh, month through uh, Strictly Sail there. and Cincinnati Kayak Fishing. So I can't miss that one. What's the date of that one? 29th. Yeah. 29th. September 29th. Sign up on Tourney X. So that's a Sunday. I believe. Is, yeah, that's a Sunday. So, yeah, I may be able to hit up that one then. That'd yeah, come awesome. on out, man. We'll me and John be out there fishing it. Hey, yeah. Zach, let me ask you this. I floated out there yesterday on Cowan Lake, and I didn't realize it was goose season. <laughs> okay, and there's nothing yeah. scarier than rolling up on a blind that you have no idea there's a couple good old boys just sitting there, and this yakking dude on a kayak pulls up, and he's got this Facebook Live video going on and slinging stuff all over the place, and one of them discharged a shotgun just yeah. to sort of get your attention. <laughs> That's scary, buddy. So uh, at the end of this month, do we have like duck hunting season? Yeah. Teal, early teal and goose. I do okay. believe. So we got to be, we got to be aware of that. Put the big shout out. A lot of new kayakers, man, don't realize that. And that can be, you know, that's, and we don't want to, you know, somebody's gone to the, the trouble of making a blind and, you certainly don't yeah. want to blow their morning, man, going up there and just splashing around and chasing birds away and stuff. So, you know, we should respect that, I believe, you know. 
Oh, definitely. I agree with you 100%, man. Always respect uh, hunters when you see them out there. We got trapping season around the corner. I think it starts November 10th, around the 9th or 10th. Yeah, and, um, which a lot of people aren't fishing then. I know it's some of the hardcore guys out there, they'll fish through the winter. Um, you know, I've had a problem before with people stealing traps and stuff. Just don't touch any of that. It's just like you had the problem this uh, summer. You set out a bunch of bank lines, and then they came up yeah. stolen the next time. Yeah, you checked. <laughs> yeah and yeah. The, the creator, I, the creator that I'm working with, actually, about just trying to get in here. I got them right here. Where's it at? Right here. Yeah, Port Arthur. Uh, Port Arthur bank. limb lines. Yeah. Yeah, the limb line here. Right there. There's the big pack. In fact, he just did a great deal with Walmart. Walmart's going to start uh, selling these. Yeah. Uh, right here. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're limb lines, just your basic, uh, uh, your limb line that hangs onto a, a tree limb. And uh, here it is, right here, it's kind of set up. So that hangs from the tree, right? Yeah, you can see that. Oh, yeah. There your hook. Very visible. Your hook they kind of got a shine to them, too. Where uh, at nighttime or early morning, you can shine your flashlight along the along the bank, and those things will really stick out. I mean, that's like that's like Viagra. Fish bites like Viagra to that thing. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> John's playing with his bank lines. <laughs> yeah, but check he's this out. the line, man. He's he's on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Check those out, uh, portarthurinstantlimblines.com. Check them out, Instant Limb Lines. Uh, those are cool, man. So well, Walmart's going to start selling those. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're so cool. In fact, the creator, uh, Art Preller, um, he laughed at me when I told him somebody stole the limb lines. He just laughed, broke out laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing? He says, well, they stole them because they're cool. And I said, well, you're right. They are very cool, but uh, – you can put these all along the bank, and uh, they come in packs of like 12 of them, and they got the reflective tape on them, so yeah. it's easy to watch them at night and stuff like that, and they work, too. I know you gave me two, and uh, I've been uh, meaning to put those out. I plan to here soon because uh, been, uh, I've been wanting to run my turtle lines all summer. Man, I've been awful busy this summer, me and my wife trying to find a house. Uh, we're currently at my mother-in-law's right now, which is never any fun. But, you know, we've been doing the best we can. So I hadn't really got to go out and do my turtles yet. But I'm wanting to this week. I think I've got a game plan going where I have some time. I have a babysitter. And uh, I can go out because I've got to go out there every day. It's like running a trap line. And you got to go out there and you got to check them nets every 24 hours. The same thing with a bank line. And you run bank lines and trap lines a lot of the same way. Um, where you just have to check every 24 hours. Um, I think we lost John there. Are you here with us, John? Oh, it's starting to cut out on his for me. Oh, great, man. Well, let's go to a commercial break real quick and uh, we'll come right back. See if we can't get these technical difficulties worked out. And here is a word from our sponsors, Venom Lures in Lancaster, Ohio. They're known for their great soft plastics and terminal tackle. They've been providing quality products from right here in Ohio since 1984. Mr. Dustin Carnes is the new owner and inventor of the DK rig. It's a weedless version of the Ned rig that's taken the fishing world by storm. You can check them out at Venom Lures 
com. Our next one is Strictly Sale. It's located on Kenwood Road in Blue Ash, Ohio. They sell Hobie, New Canoe, Phil Freeze, Three Waters, uh, Johnny Boats, and they've been providing high-quality service to fishermen and watercraft enthusiasts since 1978. Reach out to Brian Tacey at 513-984-1907. Or you can check them out at strictlysaleinc.com. We have American Tackle, baby, the inventors of the microwave line guide system. Great company, run by a great guy, Austin Todd. Definitely, definitely check them out. Their fishing rods are far superior. And then lastly, Fishing Real Fishing Company. They help make the logo of the Yak Legion. Great company. Check them out at realfishingco.com. And we're back, man. We got Johnny. He's back. Technical difficulties it. resolved. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome, man. I know. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. So I had this idea for this show, man, um, uh, on the water's edge, and kind of think it'd be interesting to get some different, just average Joe anglers like ourselves, man, just sitting here shooting a breeze. It's you know, I mean conversations of uh i've had plenty of conversations on the water's edge you might say there zach oh, so yeah. it's a good place i mean it's you know i like what you're doing i think you got something really cool going on and uh i think you're in a in a kind of a fun way you have a really neat little social media savvy to you that uh works really well man i wish you the best of luck on that yeah. So what do y'all think of smallmouth fish right now, man? You think the fall bites on? Because kind of what I've been hearing, especially talking to Ken Morris, man, they're really going after the top water, right? So, uh, and the so all the time hear people talking about how great the top water bite is in the fall. What's your right. thoughts on that? Right. Christian. Um, so I think right now we're at the. Personally, I think we're still just a little bit early on the topwater fishing for smallmouth. I'd say here in the next maybe week or two, um, if we get these uh, cold nights and uh, warm days still, that nice. it's really going to start hitting that prime time of topwater uh, smallmouth fishing. But right now, I mean, this week we're hitting back up into the mid-80s to 90s, and I think that may stunt the uh, bite a little bit. But especially yeah. at some local places that have big smallmouth in them, I mean... I love topwater fishing for smallmouth. Throwing yeah. those either big whopper ploppers, like the. I mean, I've had best luck smallmouth fishing with uh, like size 110 whopper ploppers. Honestly, those and just throwing some um, walking baits like a Strike King Sexy Dog, which is one of my favorites, mm. and just throwing those things. I absolutely love smallmouth fishing with those in the fall. What do you think, John? You know, you want to hear something really funny. This is tragically funny. I've only caught three smallmouth in my whole life. <laughs> See, wow. he was laughing. <laughs> I don't. I mean, okay. Now here's here, here's here's what I will say about smallmouth. The three smallmouth that I caught, none of them weighed over two pounds. One of them weighed two pounds. The other ones were maybe a pound. Okay. Yeah. They smashed the baits harder than any fish I've ever felt before. They were more aggressive once they got into the uh, uh, water. 
uh, and the current, it, they were like pulling pieces of office furniture out of the water. <laughs> and I was amazed. So I'm very excited to hear what Christian has to say about fishing for the smallmouth. I love topwater fishing. It's how I caught every one of them and all of them, which is a little popper tube is all I was using. And uh, man, exciting to fish for smallmouth. The Red Eye River Rocket, man. Let me okay. know. You know, I've uh, I've caught a lot of small smallmouth. Uh, I've never caught any real big ones yet. I um, had a real nice one years ago at uh, Lake Erie. I uh, don't have the photo for that anymore, so I don't brag about that anymore. But um, I know I've always <laughs> done good with crawl imitations. And yeah, um, I, I'll give away a spot here. Now, uh, Stonewick Lake on the tailwaters, when they come out from the um, from the dam, going down there in that creek, a little bit, a little ways, man, it starts to get real rocky. Of course, it's all rocky down to there. And uh, there's some decent fishing back there, man. I've caught some largemouth, and that's where mainly the smallmouth I've caught have been. Uh, I've caught one here and there doing river trips. I've done river trips the past few years of my perception of striker, and... Uh, they're a lot of fun, man. They're definitely a, a worthy adversary, that's for sure. Amazing fish. Beautiful fish, too, man. They need the beautiful color to them and just a healthy, punk, like, spunky fish, man. What do you think of them, Christian? Yes, give us. Oh, I mean, I love smallmouth. I mean, the color of them are awesome. Mm. And, I mean, the fight of them compared to largemouth is just awesome. I mean, you cannot beat a small, like, a smallmouth uh, fight. And I don't think in pretty much any other bass at least that i've caught but um i haven't i mean i've heard of stuff like peacock bass and how hard they fight but i mean of course us up oh, here yeah. north we don't get to we don't fish for those we really don't get to catch those unless we go south so for us northern guys smallmouth is definitely definitely where it's at if you want to catch a hard fighting fish so what do you think the largemouth are going to be doing as the nights are getting colder here? You know, we still got some warm days, man. You think they're going to stay deep for a little while? Um, what I'm thinking is probably going to happen is I'm I'm actually thinking right now, based on the past few times that I've been out, that they're actually starting to move up in the water column a little bit already. I think we had that one week or two weeks where it was still like getting mid fifties at night and seventies yeah. or low eighties at morning or in the um, afternoon, I think that kind of started to trigger that fall bite already. Because I've been seeing this past two weeks when I've been out, I see consistently fish sitting in about six to eight foot of water on my graphs. So I'm thinking that they're starting to transition in between that summer to fall bite already, or that summer to fall transition already. I'd agree with that. That's where I'm finding them, around six to eight feet. And... uh, what are you guys doing for him? Do what? You know, you know me, I'm throwing crankbaits. <laughs> you know me, I'm throwing crankbaits. But I have been, um, I've been this past, um, gosh, probably three weeks or so, tossing all kinds of swim baits and, and every different type. I, can, I, I, got, I got a whole bunch of different ones. Um, some I picked up at iCast, others I just went up Bass Pro, Cabela's, ordered online. Some of them had friends give me others. Big box of swim baits, and it's something I've never tossed a whole lot before. I yeah. know I'm going to have to have some swim bait rigs for Gunnersville, so I've just been practicing, you know, getting up there. And uh, but it's that six to eight foot, 
that's where I'm catching fish at. Um, where I used to, you know, just be so super shallow, you know, and catching them up there. Not so much anymore. Coming down there a little bit, but. Uh, so you got your you're improving your deep water game now, right? You kind of going off the bank a little bit. And that's all I knew, Zach. I mean, that's a, that's all I really was comfortable. It was all of my go-tos. I started out, you know, a couple years ago slinging nothing but Texas rigs. It's the only rig I knew. It's my dad showed me that a long time ago. You're always pretty successful with a Texas rig. Uh, and so I was just went through probably a year or so of just different types of things to put on a uh, Texas rig. And I caught fish and, and surprisingly I caught really, I caught a consistently my first year of being in the kayak bass fishing competitive stuff, more 18 inch fish then, but I wasn't catching a lot of fish, just 18 inch fish. It seemed, yeah. which isn't bad. you got a good chance at big bass, you know, that tournament, you know, oh, yeah. or whatever tournament you're in. But then I just fell in love with the shallow crankbait. I got that addiction, man. I started, I love the feel of connecting with the, the submerged objects under the water, feeling that bite once it just triggers it. And, and, oh my gosh, I just love that thing, man. So I threw nothing but shallow crankbaits all year, really. And so now things I've got to, but I'm catching 13 inch fish, you know, you know, <laughs> you know John, I need I to catch. Were... Oh, sorry. That's right. John, I know you're talking about us uh, starting to throw those swim baits. Now, when you're talking about swim baits, do you, do you mean like the soft paddle tail swim baits? Or are you talking about like big uh, jointed swim baits? Well, that's interesting you say that because I got a couple cool jointed biofax baits. Uh -huh. and, and they're pretty good size baits. Um, so I'm, I'm figuring out what rod, what reel's really good for that one. I'm also throwing some heavier swim baits. In fact, I got them. I was just looking at them. Here's one of them right here. I got this by uh, Captain Ryan Davis here in the local area. He does a lot of charter fishing and stuff. But the DOA, um, uh, Coastal Conservative uh, Association, the Cal Jerkbait, big old huge paddle baits like that. Trying those out. Um, not having much luck with the KVD Perfect Plastics, to be honest with you. Uh, they work great. I love their action, but I'm just not getting a bite from them. Uh, and then the uh, uh, just your, I'll tell you what, I, I got turned on to uh, down at uh, Tackle Shop down at Lake Chickamauga. And they have a uh, big swim bait called the Ryan Wrecker. And it's a big, heavy, shad imitation swim bait. It's beautiful. Fish tails tackle store down in uh, Lake Chickamauga fish tails if you are 30 minutes from Lake Chickamauga I tell you find fish tails uh, on um, gosh I can't think of the road but look it up and you will you'll love the that tackle store I guess what I'm getting to I found some really cool swim baits down there and I've been throwing those but they're heavier a lot heavier than I'm used to throwing uh, those little shallow crankbaits, man, you can toss those on medium action rods all day long, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I've got to go for big fish, man. You know, I got to step up and, you know, I want to, I want to compete with the, the Christine Fishers and the Kurt Smiths and the Burt Goodhouses and, and, you know, guys like Christian that can catch big bass and, you know, uh, Ryan Stroke, Dog Strother, you know, these great TVA fishermen down there. I mean, these guys catch these big bass all the time, you know. 
I've caught two that I would consider big bass, you know, big Tennessee Valley, you know, authority black bass fish, you know, that are, you know, I just, so I'm looking forward to it, but I know I got to swing big time, you know, swing for the fences. So that's what I'm just trying to do. Just learning and figuring out, paying attention to your podcast, listening to that, learning a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm rooting for you, man. I'm rooting for you. Now I'm increasing my skill level. I'm a lot better fisherman now than I was in the spring. And I'm definitely a lot better fisherman than I was last year. And I think uh, this next year coming up, and even at the end of this year, man, I'm going to pull some tricks up my sleeves, man. You're going to see me on the top of the leaderboard one of these days. It's, <laughs> that's what I'm trying for, man. Yeah, you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. But, yeah, I, you know what I learned from a lot of great fishermen, uh, have talking to people on the podcast and making friends, and I'm on the committee for the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail for 2020, and, uh, you know, I've made a lot of friends there uh, helping those guys, and, uh, man, I just can't say enough nice things about them, you know, uh, Neil Farley for helping me, uh, you know, coming on to my show and talking to us, and then me and him became friends, and he kind of opened the door for me there at Buckeye, and uh, just the whole crew, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Sean says, uh, Chris Hannigan, uh, yeah. Skidmore, man. I Skiddy. Mean, awesome Eight ball. There. Yeah, yeah. So many awesome guys, man, and uh, they do a lot of hard work, and Hopefully, I'm going to be helping them out this year. And, uh, maybe we can come up with some cool ideas with some tournaments coming up. I know we got a committee meeting coming up in November. We're going to be hashing out, you know, hashing right. out the schedule. It's 2020 schedule for the guys trail. So I'm kind of excited to be a part of that. Yeah. I feel like something's big. That's the biggest fishing trail in Ohio. Mm-hmm. It definitely has it's been around for a while. Has a good reputation. Really impressive. I feel like it's one of my greatest accomplishments doing the podcast. Right. Getting involved with these people. You know, I've had people send me stuff, send me gear, crew paddles. They sent me a really nice paddle. Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice paddle, man. Yeah, and they're for sale now at uh, Strictly Sale Kayak, man. It's oh. a good hunter to get you one. Yeah. Oh, I heard Tacy Gang. Yeah, they're awesome, man. Uh, you can get them all over the place now. I see um, um, those guys on there just constantly talking about new stores that they're selling the Kirko paddles in. And yeah. I was really impressed with mine, man. Uh, I know I had a, a chatterbait stuck on a log underwater, and uh, all you take out, all you do is you take a hook on your on your paddle and you wrap it around your line, then you run that paddle down your line down there to the log and you'll feel where it stops and that's where your log your lures hung up at man you just pop that sucker right off nice it's easy man i got you easy you can get your lures back right and uh it, it paddles real well too man but you know even all that man i still think my greatest accomplishment is what i'm doing with the buckeye trail right now and uh man i'm proud to be a kayaker i love the kayak fishing community uh, I love when we all get together around the campfire and have a few drinks and we talk about the day's fishing we talk about the tournament. We, you know, people are keeping their secrets, but, you know, people are still willing to help you out. And right. uh, it's, yep. it's a great community, man. And uh, the more people I meet, 
you know, it's just the more friends I make, and it's awesome, dude. I think it would really be a good idea, and I think we should push for this and get Austin Todd from American Tackle in on this. But one thing that I did notice down at ICAST was that nobody was doing podcasts down there. And it would be really, really cool and unique, I believe, to have just a little spot somewhere on in the in the in the whole scheme of things where yeah. podcasts can be performed and uh, you got a little platform right there and you you've got literally all kinds of people that you can interview and that would be really cool man have something down there at the american tackle booth and that would be neat yeah i want to go to icast this next year coming up man 2020 is going to be my year man yak legion is going to icast i'm going to figure it out one way or another I'm going to try to get down there. And speaking of Austin Todd, uh, he's going to come on the show. At least he talked about coming on the show. Oh, yeah, he'll be uh, there. Trying to work something out with him within the next week or two. He's a very busy guy. Um, so he's going to be coming on the Yak Legion. So keep an eye out for that one, man, because I'm really looking forward to sitting down and talking to him. Don't let Austin fool you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't have anything to do down there. <laughs> no i bet yeah. i bet they're going crazy because they just built that brand new building it's massive uh man american tackle is really we're lucky we are very lucky buddy to be part of the american tackle pro staff it's that is one company that has really <clears throat> worked its way through a very very complicated uh trade you know fishing trade is complicated and it's vast and it's deep and it's worldwide and that's one company that's really found a unique way to get through there with very quality products that's available you know uh, cost uh, effective for guys like us but they're quality <clears throat> world-class award-winning products like yeah. the microwave guide i mean there's a lot of people out there that are using lose rods ducket rods fitzgerald rods and they have this little unique guide that looks just like a little neat little wave symbol on there. And there's two of them. They don't know what it is. But that right there is what makes that rod really effective in your casting and your efficiency. It's a simple guide set. And it's won six national and worldwide awards. Just that little guide right there. That's how unique that thing is. So a lot of people use them. Don't even know that's American Tackle product. but. Uh, now they're coming out with a great line of uh, the Bushido line of crankbaits and, and braided lines, monofilaments, fluorocarbons, uh, the pro staff baits, the soft uh, plastics, the stick figures, uh, the wave lures, uh, the jig wobblers, all that kind of stuff, man. This is worldwide class of uh, fishing stuff, and it's available to all of us, man, on uh, AmericanTackleAnglerProducts.com. I'll throw that in there, but. It's definitely something I'll have to look into also. Oh, dude, you know, someone like you, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'll tell you right now, Austin and, and the gang down there would be crazy. Uh, they, You are the type of person that they are looking for uh, to represent them out in the field. You're, you're, you, get, you get the cute kid award, right? Uh, you, you, you can catch fish. You're enthusiastic. You, you have the enthusiasm for it. And you have a great social media thing, presence for it like that. You're getting a big thumbs up from me right now. So if Austin eventually, you know, sees this, man, get this guy on the pro staff, you know. And, yeah. and you know, I mean, we. I'll definitely. Get on there, apply, man. 
Yeah, no doubt. And and anybody else that would be interested Here, in something like that. I just got like home. That. Here, let you know, anybody else that would be interested in doing something like that, yeah. um, just go on the American Tackle Angler Products uh, dot com. And then on the back page, there's a ProStap application there uh, and submit that, you know. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. If you love to fish. Seems like we lost Christian here. Uh, I guess we could wrap it up for the night, man. Uh, this is pretty fun. Just all of us, you know, talking. Yeah. Kind of relaxing. I know we're supposed to have I'm another guest on little. tonight, um, but uh, she just texted me. She was late getting out of work, so you know I know how that is. Hopefully, we can get her on the next episode because uh, she catches some big fish around here in the Ohio area, and uh, kind of looking forward to talking to her and picking her brain a little bit, kind of learning a little bit more about that young lady. But uh, you back with us, Christian? Yep, I'm good now. I just was cutting out there here for a few. But yeah, I, yeah, I was just now. wrapping everything up. Uh, you got any sponsors or any shout outs you guys want to go? Let's start with Christian, man. You got any sponsors you want to give a shout out to before we end this? Oh, I know. Uh, well, one of them that I actually really like their products, but right now their fishing league is a big deal, I guess. And uh, the KBN page on Facebook is that uh, Titan Tungsten. I know that their fishing league's been controversial here lately, but. I- I definitely love their um their tungsten products. They've uh, by far been the best that I've tried so far. But nice. yeah, that's that's definitely. I mean, one of them I wish I was on Pro Staff for, but haven't can't get there yet. But what is that, Hobie? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's one of them too. But it's that's a uh, Dobbins rods. I absolutely love oh, yeah. my Dobbins rods that I have. So, I want on the Hobie staff bad. I want on a Hobie team. <laughs> Anybody oh, listen to this, put me on the Hobie team, man. <laughs> right. I'll give exactly. you a score, lots of advertisements, you know. I'll help yeah. you on the podcast. You know, help me out, i help you out. You know we I mean? know social media. Think about that, guys, the, the power of social media. You yeah, have the power media. of advertisement, and it's I something that they the can't order. pay for. You do. You <laughs> absolutely do. It's one thing that I found out for myself down at ICAST was yeah. how valuable – uh, the social media background for me was. I was lucky enough, one, not to add politics to it, two, to talk about religion or anything like that, and three, most important, not taught, like, force things down people's throat. Mm-hmm. You know? And those three things right there, those companies can't pay for. And, that, and that's valuable. So, Christian, you keep doing what you're doing. You keep talking right. about the, your favorite rods. And I guarantee you, you'll be on a pro staff within a couple of years. I guarantee you, oh, you know, less than, that, less than that. I guarantee you, but you got to be persistent about it. You got to keep smiling. You got to believe in the product. You got to talk about it, show them that you're worthy. You know, Zach's going to have stuff coming to him. Like it's going to be Christmas, like every like third day for him, big boxes of baits and lures. I'm still waiting. <laughs> still waiting <laughs> in the mail for them boxes of <laughs> So, Christian, you're pro staff for Venom Lures, too, aren't you? I think he cut out. I just. Oh, there he is. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, I was on. He keeps cutting out. You have any uh, shout outs you want to give there, Johnny? Yeah, I, I use their tooth duo. Gotcha, gotcha. You got a shout-out you want to give, Johnny? 
Well, you know, American Tackle. Got to give them a yeah. big shout out. It's great. I, I, I absolutely believe um, in their shallow crankbaits. Um, the uh, Gray Gill, specifically. Uh, the Gray Gill's the one and only bait that's actually put money in my PayPal. And it qualified me for the, the, the Kayak Bass Fishing National Championship next year. So I love the Bushido products from American Tackle, AmericanTackleAnglerProducts.com. I want to get a big shout out to... Oh, John, I think you cut out on me. <laughs> yep, I was starting to cut out there for a few also. Yeah, it's all good, man. I know he was... Uh, um, Hold on, maybe he'll jump back in here. All right, guys, I appreciate it. We had some technical difficulties here at the end, but all in all, I think the episode did pretty good, man. We had a lot of fun recording. Uh, oh, glad to have you on here for the first time, Christian. Thank uh, you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, definitely. I think this is John's third time on the show. <laughs> he's a he's a veteran of the Yak Legion, that's for sure. Yep. But. Uh, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Hopefully, this will be a continuing thing. Stay tuned for the next episode of Yak Legion and By the Water's Edge. Thank you, guys, for listening to By the Water's Edge. It's like Yak Legion's new show. We're generally going to base this around fishing and fishing in general, from the bank fishermen to the bass boat guys. We're just going to talk fishing. We'll still have our uh, Yak Legion kayak fishing episode every week. And uh, sometimes we're going to do uh, By the Water's Edge. And uh, we're going to talk about fishing in general. So maybe we'll have on some uh, some pros. But basically we're going to be just a bunch of average Joe fishermen sitting around talking about fishing. It's going to be pretty cool, man. It's going to be based basically uh, roundtable discussions with a few guests, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. I can't wait to record new episodes in the future. So now I have an announcement. It's giveaway time. I know it's been a while, and uh, we're ready to do another one. So we hit 2,000 plays in August, and we're finally doing a giveaway to celebrate achieving this milestone. But right now, as of September 9th, 2019, we're 200 plays away from 3,000. So uh, hopefully we can pump them numbers up to 3,000. I appreciate all those plays. Appreciate the listeners that come in and tune in every episode. Uh, thanks a lot. So uh, our giveaway includes three packs of DK rig and head uh, high floater kits. These are the DK rigs. These are the uh, Venom Lures um, Ned rig, basically. It's a, it's their take on a Ned rig. And I got uh, two packs of three-inch finesse salt tubes and a Venom Lures decal. Now these uh, three-inch salt tubes, man. These uh, this is what I caught that big bass on earlier this summer. Um, they're definitely a good good fishing lure, good soft plastic. I'm a big tube fisherman. Um, I like to use three inch and four inch. I'll go with three inch if I want a little bit smaller, a little bit lower profile. But uh, I think you guys will enjoy this giveaway. To enter, uh, go over to our Instagram 
and that's at the Yak Legion Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you got to make sure you follow the Yak Legion Podcast, Zach Carell Fishing, and Brian B Smith eighteen, all on Instagram. Go over there, tag five friends, and you're entered. This tournament, this uh, event um, giveaway will go until. Sunday, September 15th. Thank you guys for listening. More to come.